Presence is overwhelming. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be inside your heart I really just see it Father is meeting the very spaces that needs a touch from him right now I thank you Lord restore marriages this morning Father restore families this morning restore our nation this morning we bring to you, Jesus, the nation of South Africa. Lord, this is not a fearful nation. This is a fear, a God-fearing nation. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. In the whole part of this nation, your peace is reigning. The church of Jesus is rising. That words, prophetic words, are being spoken over this nation right now, Father. That, Lord, you may charge your angels over this land. Father, we declare that South Africa belongs to you, Jesus. No political party. No agenda-driven man. Father, this is your nation. This is your country. And we as your church, Lord, declare that peace will reign in South Africa, Father, yes. we thank you that you will guard the streets of the land, yes. that you will guard the homes, that, Father, every house, every community, every street, every city, Lord, every province will be protected by you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that we don't walk in fear. We refuse fear in this nation. Because we serve a God who is greater than any man 
and any devil in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Father. Break off, even in our hearts, Lord. Any anxiety, we walk in peace, Lord. Because you're the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Maybe you needed to hear that this morning. I felt I needed to say it this morning. <laughs> and uh, we aren't going to confuse the program because the devil sees the program. But when you confuse it, he, has no, he doesn't know where you're going. <laughs> Sorry. So why don't you take a seat? And I thank you, worship team. I, I'm going to introduce the speaker this morning. <laughs> Uh, to you, and we'll do announcements at the end. George, we, we're going to announce at the end. Is that fine? Let's just go with what God is doing. Um, I, I have the privilege of, of not introducing a guest speaker because she's actually part of the family. And, um, and I, I don't only know this lady because of the father's house. Can we move this thing? I actually know Lucinda um, for many, many years. Um, She's been not only involved in dance ministry, uh, where she heads up her own uh, dance, uh, East Kingdom, uh, always uh, help me, (laughs) East Kingdom Dance School, and it is a ministry, but also a school, and I think for more than 20 years, hey Lucinda, 21 years of faithfulness. Um, But I also know this lady as a worshiper, more importantly, eh? In fact, um, Lucinda headed up the worship ministry at the previous church where I, Shavanna, I came from, and um, faithfully, faithfully served there. And uh, I have lots of respect for you um, because there is an anointing that sits on someone, particularly when they've been faithful with what they've been uh, commissioned to do. And so I, I didn't want you to come up here, Lucinda, coldly. I wanted to tell everybody that I'm actually, I'm actually, I don't just know you as a dancer, I know you as a worshiper. And I can tell you without a doubt in my mind, in my heart, the fruit that this lady has over the, over the years for faithfulness. And so, you know, we've been kind of seeing Lucinda get onto the stage and maybe some of you been wondering, what is this woman doing? Eh? What is this flag thing, you know? I said to Lucinda the other day, my, my boy, I don't know how you did this, walked in here, he's eight years old, and she taught him how to take a flag. And Takisi, who is um, Chrissy, who led worship this morning's daughter, was with him. So they're quite good friends. And she also took a flag. And then the next thing, this is during the prayer meeting, they were worshiping with flags. Now, I don't know, I, 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 was, I was glad that there wasn't, a lot of people in the, in the church because I thought they, they would probably be eating a few because they're only eight years old. But they were worshiping their hearts out. And then I looked at this and I thought, that's our children. What a beautiful picture. And I tell you, heaven is not full of adults only. <laughs> if you haven't realized that by now, heaven doesn't only have adults. And um, the Holy Spirit is exactly the same in our children as he is in you. And so without further ado, Lucinda, we've been on a track of speaking about God's favorite house. And this morning, I just could feel the worship in the house. 
And I think it's just appropriate that you take us straight into the word. And uh, feel free. You look free, so go for it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Pastor Tim Chavay. Yeah, thank you. Um, the elders and, yeah. I don't know, I brought, I brought this thing with because I don't know. Um, yeah, I think some would probably want my shoulders closed and some would want my shoes on my feet. But um, I want to encourage you that I'm not living in the Old Testament. Uh, I'm a New Testament worshiper. My heart is circumcised. And um, I haven't got an issue with my flesh. So if I have bare arms, I'm already speaking about worship dance. Um, if I have bare arms, I'm okay with it. This is how I dress to pick and pay. And I'm a worshiper when I'm in pick and pay. And this is how I dress when I'm, yeah, at home with my family. And I'm a worshiper at home. And this is how I dress to church because I'm not offensive. I've hidden every part that needs to be hidden. I'm not wearing gym wear because that I wear to gym. And I'm not wearing a bather because that I wear to the beach. So I think that I'm fine. Um, thank you. Thank you. I think um, this morning I'm just, yeah, uh, before I go into all of that, I actually just also um, need to honor my husband. My boys are not here this morning, I think. Um, but you might know him as the coffee guy. <laughs> but he's more than a coffee guy. I think, yeah, get to know him. Uh, Tim knows him, Marlon knows him, and Didi knows him a little bit more than some of you. Uh, get to know him. He's got quite a bit to share with you as well. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Bertram, um, for this release. Um, because being, yeah, being my husband isn't easy. Because <laughs> I'm always, like, in the space... And like, you know, at home and my boys as well, in their absence, I don't think they're here this morning, um, but that's good. I know they love me. Um, yeah, I can be quite in the clouds. And so you might know me as this crazy woman that's jumping around the came in the church and jumps around and waves these lappies, all, all the different colors. I wonder, I wonder what, what it all means. means. I, I think we'll, we'll get, get to all of that. Um, and I think... Half of it today, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit will reveal all on His own um, to you because it truly is a spirit thing. It's not a natural thing. Um, and, and so I think I want to start off this morning um, by saying I brought uh, two gift boxes with me. Um, and uh, I also brought something that a friend of mine had made in a fish. She's here, her name is Renard, one of my dancers. And um, I think this, it says, I'll show it up for this side. This is my story, Beautifully Broken. And it says there by Lucinda Parsons because she's prophesying that I'll write a book. <laughs> so I'm trusting that I'll write a book that would inspire people to worship God from where they are at. Um, and... and I'm going, I'm going to, to share a little bit, bit and I'm, I'm going, going to move the way I believe Holy Spirit wants me to because I feel it's about you this morning. But you're going to think, how can it be about you when you're speaking about you? <laughs> I think our stories carry a lot of weight. And it's telling the stories and sharing our testimony that we are going to overcome. And the word revelation even says that. It's by the power of our testimony 
and the word of the Lord that is going to bring that breakthrough, that's going to make us become overcomers. And so Bertram and I, as a couple, we are just broken people with God. Hello, Kelly. Sorry. Broken people being made whole. And I think the two of us worship God differently. He doesn't dance. No, 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 he, he does, does dance. He does dance. You two dance. It just looks different to my dance. Yes? We, we all dance. If you set your alarm clock and you get up in the morning and then you have your routines, you brush your teeth, you do whatever you do, you eat, whatever your routine looks like, that's your dance. As long as we're moving, we're dancing. As long as you're breathing, you're dancing. Because dancing is movement. And, and none, none of us were created to sustain. None of us were created to just be this. We were created to worship. We were created to move, to do life. And so, and so we're, we're dancing, dancing all the time. And we've heard it said from the platform in many sermons over the last year or so that this dance is an intertwined romance with Father God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. And we, and we had have so many things to our access within this house to make certain that that, that intertwined intimacy, that that, that three-string three cord intertwined and, and twisted, I just see these three chords, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you, you the fourth chord, how those chords wrap themselves around you. And I love it. You know, this painting on the side here, this heart with the flames, it speaks about God's passionate heart for us. It's with those flames that he comes with a cord and intertwines us. And that's passion and it's fire and it's supposed to make us come alive. Yes, he doesn't want us to be dead. He wants us to be alive. And so both Bertram and I worship God so differently. If you watch each other, we all worship so differently. But the most important thing when I look at our lives, two broken people, he has a story of brokenness and I have a story of brokenness. And when the two of us worship the Lord, he worships from his place and his story of brokenness and how God is weaving together and how he has woven the already mended parts together. And there are still some broken areas in my life and in his life. But we come to God with that brokenness. And we trust him to mend it. And it's out of that mended part that our worship starts to get more energy. We start to enjoy what God has done. We start to sing the songs like he's a good, good father. And when you sing that song, he's perfect in all of his ways. You start to get a revelation of like, yes, even though I'm so broken, I'm so messed up, I still have such a big hole on the side of me. I know that he's perfect in, his all, his, in all of his ways because there's another part of me that he has healed and that part of me gives me enough faith and courage to know that this side of me that's broken will be mended. And as you step in victory and as you start to step out in praise, you start to see how God starts to work with his fire. He comes and he starts to mend our hearts. And so my journey is carved out 
by a few songs that I would love us to just enjoy. I don't know what songs just make your heart go. You know, we all have our songs. I don't know if you have your playlists. I don't know if you're like me. I like have, if I'm feeling like, oh my word, my faith is low, I go and search all the songs. Maybe it's a tip for someone. I go search all the songs that builds my faith and I make a playlist and I listen to that whole day, sometimes whole week, sometimes for months because I just need those songs because those songs do something for me. And I want to encourage you, if you need something to lift you up in your personal worship time, in your time of expressing your worship and your adoration to the Lord, make playlists. I don't know what songs just get you melted. What songs just get you to reverence. I don't know if they are songs. Maybe you're so disconnected to your emotions that there are no songs. In fact, you can't wait till the word comes because that's primarily how you worship, just through your mind. What you can, what you can get up into your head, that is worship for you. It's beautiful, but God also wants you to use your heart. And so I want to play um, Chauvet just as a, as a starting point. Um, let's play the first song. This song, maybe as I sing it, <laughs> no, I can't sing. <laughs> but I'm foolish enough to sing. Um, there are some songs that just get me and tell my story. And when I listen to those songs, it just reminds me of the goodness of the Lord. And so I would love you to get to know me a little bit more through these three songs. And we're not going to play all of them. We're going to play little small bits just to help you think about the songs that have brought you to the place that you are now, that place of loving God, that place of reverencing him, that place of saying, yes, Lord. Because I've discovered that our yes is the most important thing. So when we say yes to God, whether it was at the altar, when you have committed your life to Christ, and you continue to say yes as he calls you to worship him, to love him, to grow to love people, to grow people for him, to disciple them, that yes becomes very powerful. And so these songs is what got me to my yes. And I'm going to give a little clue to the one. And if you know the song and you feel like, that is also my song, then do sing along. I think these are one of the, this song is a song that has really given me lots of expression. Um, towards God, because I know I'm created to worship him. And it's simply, it's a simple song by Jonathan Butler. Who knows what it is? Come on. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love. Yes, that's so pretty. Let's just listen to it. I encourage you to close your eyes. Just relax. for you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Shabay. Yeah, for me, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I could ever have done. In his arms, I feel protected. He's brought so much healing and so much comfort, and he still is. And then there's another song that really, really gets me. Um, can we do... I sing praises to your name. Do you know it? Sing with me. Praises to your name. Praises to your name. your story. Sing it with your story. With the breath in your lungs, sing it with your story. Why are you singing praises? This is personal worship.
still continues. <laughs> as long as your story continues, your worship continues. <laughs> as long as you're still breathing, there's expression. And our personal worship, that personal home, is you alone. It's not about us in the room. We'll speak about the us in the room again. But right now we're going to speak about just us. Our stories continue when the music stops. As long as our hearts are beating, there's a rhythm. As long as we are breathing... We can feel life. And I'm just going to jump right in as Holy Spirit is leading me. We're going to dance our first dance together. It's called breathing. You're already doing it. And as you think about your story, I just want you to breathe. And I'm going to help some of you. Because that's what Jesus does. He comes like in ballroom dance. He comes and he extends his hand and you take it. He clasps you around your waist. He pulls you in, sturdies you and holds you in a position and then leads the dance. Just think about your life, where you were. And you might not have had a messy story like mine, but you have a story, and it's different, and it's beautiful. You have more of a thankful story because you were not exposed to all that I was exposed to. 
You were born into worship. What a privilege. What an honor. And so your breathing is different. But I want your breathing to help the others to breathe. Because that's what it's about in corporate worship. And you're just going to slowly pull in the air through your nostrils. And count to four as you do it. I'll help you even. We're going to count. One, breathing in. Two, three, four. And you're going to slowly exhale the breath through your mouth for four counts. One, two, three, four. Your first dance. And we're going to breathe in for one, two, three, four. And we're going to breathe out. One, two, three, four. We're going to breathe in for two, one. Two, and we're going to breathe out for one. We're going to breathe in for two, one, two, and out for one. You just did your first dance of worship, and you didn't hit anyone next to you, and you didn't disturb anyone, and it looked so good because it was so private and so intimate. So we're all going to dance when we come to church. It might not be as crazy as me, But you know when I'm that crazy? It's because I don't know how God's created you. But he's created me when I hear music. It's like everything inside of me is like an orchestra. I don't know. That's the way he's created me. I I can't help it. It's just how I respond to music. When I start to hear the keyboard and I hear the drums and and he highlights a specific instrument, it's almost like there's a part of my body that is... I I, I don't know, Pastor. It's just... (laughs) That's how I've always been, you know. Some things still, still happen, and then I just go with it. And I'm so glad my dad actually took me for dance classes, because could you imagine if I did not dance? <laughs> I don't know. I would have probably been like, oh, my word, you guys would have banned me from the church. But the fact that I went to learn how to point my toes and how to do some of the refiner things, I can control some of those little bit, you know, and I have to hit the gym so that I can, yeah, not get clumsy, so I can be, have strength to do it, because I've realized that my personal expression has become my ministry, because that's what God does. The very thing he gives you as a gift, he longs to use that thing that he gives you, not only to earn you an income, but to bring it to him and worship him, because he knew from the beginning what he will need, not only in the local house, or in the earth, but what he needed for me and him. He knew what would excite him when he looked at me. The stage really creaks here, it's not because I'm overweight, <laughs> but maybe it's a sign. I'll come to the sign. Um, <laughs> okay, that's just a little distraction. Um, but yeah, think about what he's given you. Because you know, as I was preparing and I was just leaning in and thinking about our personal expressions of worship from our hearts. I heard Holy Spirit say to me, everybody's got something. You actually have been gifted with something. All of you. All of us. I have discovered mine. 
Now, some of you are going to say, no, our, our baking is mine. Uh, yes, you probably are a good cook. But I believe when it comes to your senses and your emotions and your place of expression, he's given us all something. He's given us a love for something. I know for my man, he loves music. He's sound. He's sound driven in his expression of worship. So when he hears the sound, that's why sound engineers, sometimes he feels like, hey, what's going on with the sound? <laughs> because he's wired sound. So maybe some of you also feel like that. Oh, you come to church and it's like, oh, you're so irritated. Uh, because you, God has gifted you with hearing. Hearing sounds is your, your way of connecting with him, sound. For some of you, it's eyes. This art has done something a next level for you this morning. It's like, oh my word. It's like, when I dance, it's almost like, oh my word, yes. Because it's eyes, it's visual. It's like, when you see things. I know when I go for walks, I love walking where there's trees because I'm a tree person. Something about trees, it just speaks to me. The sunsets, the mountains. Yes, I don't know if you are see, you, you sight person. For some of you, you just, you just feel very deep. Therefore, sometimes, this is a very bad one. But when you see that worship leaders on, then it's like, oh, okay, the worship's going to be like that this morning. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you know, when they sing, I don't feel anything. <laughs> because I'm a feeler. I, I feel deeply inside. Because God's wired you to feel for some of you, you like the encounters because you just touch. So when the atmosphere and it's like, ah, oh, you just feel like touch. And that's many of you get those manifestations like, you know, like, oh, some of you like the fivefold ministry or everything. Yeah, some of you walk with all five. Yes, I, I'm like that. <laughs> I feel, I hear, I see. I, so that's why sometimes you feel like what's going on with this auntie. You know, because it's like, oh my word, Lord. It's just like, I'm so enjoying everything. All of my senses, all of my being is getting involved. And the word actually speaks about that. The word speaks about worship the Lord with your whole being. Yes? Let me get that scripture so that you are not thinking that I am imagining that that is a scripture. And even while you're waiting, you can just breathe. Yes, just stay dancing. See Mark 12, 20, Mark 12, 30. says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, your mind, and your strength. I don't know about you. How I see that is even my bunakant, <sighs> my breath, my energy, yes, with everything, with my whole being. But as I process this, 
because this is what I do as a day job. <laughs> it's what I love doing. It's what I do with young worshippers, mature worshippers that come to learn how to express themselves through movement. The first thing that I have to... Pastor Tim spoke about barriers. The first barrier that has to be moved in order for the breakthrough is the mind. There needs to be a paradigm shift. So I believe that some of our paradigms need to be shifted towards music, singing, dancing, art, the creative arts, to the whole worship ministry. Because you see how we encounter dance first. Your first encounter, your first experience of dance was at, most of us, at a club or at a party or at a concert, a performance. Maybe one of your children, you know, Sunday school. It was something that you sat and watched and you didn't get involved because of something I went. Maybe your first music experience was an orchestra. Um, and so when we go to an orchestra or we go to um, these concerts, they tell you to So you see where I'm going? So our first encounters of a lot of what we do in the worship ministry was you sit. Watch. And then the best part is when they do well, when those who have been doing what they're doing Oh, maybe I don't have to put the mic down. You're going to do it for me. With... Yeah, we, we clap. Yeah? And then you clap. And then we need to respond. And that's our relationship with the arts. And when that is pulled down, you're going to enjoy personal worship more. It might seem like something like, what this woman talking about? It's a big thing. So we need to actually shift the paradigms today. That's something we're going to need to do. We're going to have to shift. The other one is a bit nasty, but it's real. I don't know which one is bigger. The paradigm shift or the nasty one called P-R-I-D-E. Because we were taught, like my dad taught me, sit with your legs crossed, Lucinda, not open, be a lady. Uh, no, you may not chew bubblegum. No, you may not. A lot of us were taught by our lifestyle preferences how we should behave. Etiquettes of life. This is how you sit. This is how you talk. This is how. This is how. That is looked at as, in fact, when you grow up, behave because our reputation as a family, keep it together. 
That's why we get our parents used to give us those looks. I even operated in that in the early days. Matthew knows I've repented of that already. That's why the other two are wilder, and he's a little bit more refined because I was knipping him all the time because I was still living in that era. Discipline the behavior, not disciple the heart. And there's a big shift. And so world, the world has taught us how to behave. And we have been groomed to behave a certain way. And our hearts have not been discipled. Our hearts have not been the one thing that must be shaped towards expressing ourselves. In fact, we were told to shh. So we were never given an opportunity to actually express. Yes. Holy Spirit's even reminding me now, and the pediatricians are going to shoot me down. I hope there's no pediatricians in the room. It's okay. You can shoot me down. My boys turned out beautifully for it. And I see the benefits. In fact, many of you might have been routine babies. I made a decision when I had my children that I was not going to routine feed them. I was going to demand feed them. It was a sacrifice. Man, day and night. (laughs) They just were hungry. But I decided, because in my heart, something told me, which I realize now was God. If you want your sons to be worshippers, don't routine their hearts yet. That is a big one. Let them cry and demand for it. You will sit with a problem later, but put in the effort later to shape them into routine. And I've seen that. And I see now why they are so expressive. They're not scared to say what they feel with honor and respect. They are free to worship. They're very accepting when they see crazy things happening around them. They're not judgmental in the sense of like, "Mm, mm, mm, what's going on here? No, because something about their hearts had been, been groomed in a way that that routining would have shifted. So many of us actually struggle in personal worship because of things out of your control, actually. Some of you might be and saying, I wish I can actually just be extravagant in my worship. I wish I can just lavish the Lord. Something is, I don't even know what it is. I just can't. Maybe it's things as far back as your childhood that just has stiffened you up a little bit, has tightened up, to make you think that I need to just keep it together. Let's just take a pause there quickly. Holy Spirit, can you close your eyes for me? Could, could I get someone on the keys? Maybe just yeah, in, in, in one of the... Yeah, just... I don't want to go too fast. 
because I, I feel in my spirit I'm already hitting spaces. lift my hands. I must just lift my hands. For some of you, it's, oh my word, I, 
going. I need a snack.
has five fingers like you. And he's placing his hand across your heart. And every finger touches every lobe and every department and every spot of your heart. And he's pressing in one area where he wants the breakthrough to come. Because he knows what's happened to you and he knows what paradigm you have. And he knows how you were raised. And he knows what you were taught. And he knows what you caught. The enemy has been a liar for so long. He's been lying so long. It's what he's after. He's after telling you lies. He wants to tell you lies. He wants to wound you and then tell you lies. He wants to wound you. He wants to hurt you. And then he wants to tell you lies. And then he wants you to own the lie. And then you walk in the lie. And you become one with a lie. That not even the word that gets spoken can set you free. We speak to every lie in the room right now. You will come down. You hold that lie before them. You
Expressing yourself is not good enough for the Lord. Ooh, ouch, Lucinda. Just deciding not to worship Him with expression is not acceptable. Quite frankly, it's not acceptable. Example, thank you, Zinzi. For some of us, that's quite offensive. Oh my gosh. If your response is in any way uncomfortable, do know that God wants to give you a breakthrough. You actually need a breakthrough. Thank you for saying yes, Zinzi. Because God is using that this morning just to help some of us along. God is doing for you. That's what God is doing for her there. That's what God is doing for him. Look what God is doing here with him. Look at with her, with them, each one. Let's not be like David's wife. We have pride. We have paradigms that need to be shifted because that's uncouth, 
like my dad would say, oh, that is so uncouth. That's not prim and proper to behave. My dad was here, I love him, but he's passed on. Oh, it's just, it hurts my ears. If it hurts your ears, you learn to close your ears without judgment. Stop. Just because that's not your preference does not make it wrong. Indulge in your preference. We were taught last week that diversity is the heart of God. When we stand before Him, every nation, every tribe, every language, every kind will be before Him. They'll be of every culture in heaven. And we all worship differently. And it all comes with our cultural differences. There's going to be the group that's going to be loud because that's how they worship the Lord. Not because the Lord is deaf, but that is how God's wired them. Out of their bellies must come a shout for the Lord. Then we're going to have some people that are going to stand and they're just very quiet and they're just going to love it. But they're not perturbed by the nations and the tribes. They just, they're just doing them. So this is the thing. We only get a breakthrough when we surrender. the beauty of my worship journey as you continue to stay in that place of worship I'd love to go into the next section just as you are I'll continue to speak it's about that surrender it's about saying yes surrendering giving up your ideas giving up your ways for his ways there's a divine exchange that happens in surrender I give my way he gives me his way and then I say oh what's this you let go the more I can become Lord and when he becomes Lord he becomes the new land Lord oh man my heart starts to change new landlord starts to teach 
teach me things about himself. As I continue to surrender, he teaches me about him. I continue to surrender, he teaches me about him. Until this dance of surrender with my landlord changes me so completely that my heart is his completely and out of my heart flows everything so when I look at this beautiful painting of the heart that my friend has drawn it has so many rooms so many lobes and so many tubing aortas or I don't know what they're called but when he starts to flow through all of them and he starts to pump his love and who he is I become overcome to drown you with him. But I know it's hard. Shave, can I have the first slide up? Just stay in that attitude of worship. You can even just listen. You don't have to even look at the visuals. we see, the part we dress, the part that says hello, and we see the outer, but we are soul, and we are spirit, and when you say yes to God, and you say, I'm going to surrender, and you start your journey, and you allow him in only as the one who rescues you and saves you from an eternal damnation but he saves you to have eternal life with him he wants to start changing your heart and your mind from being forms our spirit to be like him 
The two want to partner. The two want to become partners. And so God has given you things. He's given things that you like. He's given you a sense of how you can express yourself. And Holy Spirit, you now born again on a journey. He wants to use your soul. Through your soul, your mind, your will and your emotions. Your soul is the place that you need to take care of. We need to do soul care. Worship is one of the tools for soul care. It does something to us. And your body was created not only to eat food. And know that we've got taste buds. sensations that food gives us or fluids give us but God created our bodies as a vessel and as a tool to worship him how will we worship him how will we worship him if we didn't have a body we repent this morning. That's why you're here. You love to worship Him. That's why you're here. Otherwise, the church would have been empty. And God showed me that one, one day when I said, Lord, why are the people not worshiping you? Why aren't they expressing themselves? He took me to the back of the church. 
church that we were at before, thousands of people sitting in the room. I said, Lord, they're not lifting their hands. Why can't they respond to you? And he said, listen, So 
because then we're going to have to connect with ourselves. We'd rather prefer keeping our eyes open and busy in the room so that we can be distracted from connecting with ourselves. of your seat, relocate. Sometimes you need to just lift your hands up because it is a worthy response of expression.
to speak words to him. Lord, that an army of worship will arise within us. An army of worship will arise within our souls and within our spirit. And would speak to those places in our body, especially our mind, to bring peace, to bring comfort, to bring Come with your promise. 
promises and remind us of who we are. Thank you, Father.